0: Podcast. I'm Mike Stockings. I'm Joe Penn.
1: And
0: I'm Jess Penfold. Yay! <laughs> Today's special guest is Jess Penfold. Hello. <laughs> and um, Jess has been, how long have you been tattooing now?
1: I think somewhere between six and seven years. I think before COVID it was like, oh I've not really been tattooing that long and then when we came back it's now all of a sudden like Oh my god, the longest I've ever stuck at anything. I think so. Yeah, that's positive at least. Nice.
0: It's all all worked out well. Jess was an apprentice at Legacy Tattoo under myself many years ago. yons ago, is that including your apprenticeship, or how long you've been actively tattooing for?
1: I think it includes when I was tattooing in the <coughs> apprenticeship, not the like year of other stuff. So. The year yeah. of hell. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've tattooed so many apprentices recently, and there's just been so many horror stories. And every time, I'm like, I'm so grateful for my apprenticeship because it was so good. By, well, not by comparison, it was just great. So, cheers! I'll give yeah. you that fifty quid later. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> of the desk at the end.
2: <laughs>
0: um, so, I guess we want to hear. Well, there's loads of things we actually want to hear about you. First of all, want to hear about you know what got you creative in the first place what you know what started all of that when you were younger coming out of school possibly into your school years before you started tattooing shall we start there
1: yeah well I mean I have like very vivid memories of like drawing when I was really really young and I used to go to like my friend's houses in primary school and be like, can we do some drawing, please? And they would have all of these felt tip pens that they hadn't put the lids on, and their parents would give us, like, the back of an envelope to draw on or something. And I was like, this is so weak. Even as, like, an <laughs> eight-year-old, I was like,
0: where is the where's good, the, stuff? Where's the
1: good stuff? Whereas my <laughs> mom was always just like, if you want to encourage your child to do something, you kind of have to invest in them. So yeah. she... Bought me actual sketchbooks and actual tins of crayons that I had to like keep sharpened. And if I left the lid off for like a a pen or something, it was like, where's the lid like for this? It's gonna dry out. So my mum definitely was just very invested in me being creative when I was younger. Mm, and shout, she, out yeah, mm.
0: shout out to mum. Yeah, shout
1: out to mum. good <laughs> Kathy. Yeah, she she even When we would go, I remember also we went to the doctors and I was six and a half because it says, Jess, age six and a half on the top of it. (laughs) Um, And she'd taken this like sketchbook kind of notepad with us to the doctors so that I had something to do in the waiting room. And I just drew all these like vegetables with faces on. Oh, and I remember then, you telling yeah, me this. Yeah, and then she <clears> still <throat> kept it at like to this day. So <clears throat> Sounds like yeah. a flash sheet
0: about to happen. Yeah, I
1: know. The vegetable people. And I she was just like, Well, you had to be entertained, so we would just take drawing supplies with us wherever we went because that's all you wanted to do. So
0: So you knew there was kind of a fixation on it from the beginning. Your parents could see that basically.
1: Yeah. And but and they really kind of like nurtured it. I mean, I was allowed to play recorder for like a week and then go, I don't like this and ballet for two months. I don't like this, but it was always like always keep creative drawing. stuff as yeah. well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was always just like keep drawing, keep drawing, keep drawing and then Well, here we are. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah. it I guess we went don't wanna well.
0: forward wind too much. But that was you're saying that some of your early memories with art do you remember a time when you're in school trying to get your stuff together, trying to pursue it? Do you remember that? Because because you must feel like one of those things is when you're doing it, you're actively doing it for, it's for play almost when you're a child, yeah. right? And, you know, maybe a bit of disassociation in some way. You wouldn't really figure that out until you're older possibly. But then you're like, now you're thinking, okay, I might be able to do something with this. Well, what was the steps when you thought... Do you know what I want? Or was it just always from the beginning you thought, I want to do nothing more"?
1: I No, I, I mean, I guess I just did it for fun, but I did it all the way through school. And obviously they introduced the idea of like creativity, possibly becoming a career. Um, so I guess they kind of introduced the idea of that. And I remember I got to a sick form, And then it was like, you have to decide whether you wanna go off and do this or this or this. Um, And I was like, I think I wanna do tattoos. And then, oh, you
0: you fought that in sick form, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I fought it, I fought it in sick form, yeah. I was like
1: 16 or 17, and obviously, this is so cringe, but of course, it was like, oh my god, Cat Mordi, yeah, well, she was really big then, wasn't it? She was so big then, and I was like, whoa, girls can do tattoos as well, and then, Yeah. yeah, and I was just like this is kind of what I want to do. And obviously, you know, it's just like crap reality TV. But that was the the thing that sort of got it in my head. And then I would just go into like bookshops and buy like tattoo magazines and be like, Mm. oh my God, I can see the tattoos of people in America. Like, what the hell? And then obviously now Instagram is like, well, of course you can see tattoos from everyone everywhere, but... Yeah, at that time it was wild. I yeah, just... it
0: kind of killed the paperback magazine. Yeah. I remember getting stacks of those total tattoos. Yeah, the magazines
3: used to be huge, didn't they?
0: Yeah, for well, for everything as well. Really, wasn't yeah. it like those ones with little models and yeah. stuff? I do see them time to time. Those in the magazines on the shelf and stuff like that. But I wonder, there was a period where it was really. I, I would be like wait a week. Yeah, to, like, get c- n- to
1: get your next magazine, and yeah, they yeah. had like CDs in some of them <coughs> and stuff, and they would come in like those like big thick cellophane bags, and oh. you'd be like, "Can I have a magazine,
0: mm. please?" Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm still not getting the subscription. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you um, you're saying what would you think your earliest memory of tattoos are like because obviously you've been inspired and you're like i want to tattoo so that must have come from somewhere where was that drawn from
1: um I'm, i like
0: because you're quite big into music quite are uh, the older music i always wondered if it was that the first place you kind of saw it and thought that's cool or maybe it was subconsciously or
1: maybe i guess it, the whole kind of like lifestyle that goes around like 80s, like classic rock and all the people that are there like with tattoos, you know, like tattoos equal cool. Like yeah, that yeah. is that <laughs> yeah. like very basic association kind of thing. Um Yeah, I just was just like, I don't know. I just felt like in school, it was a lot of like draw what you're told and and
0: the fruit in the bowl yeah
1: and all of these things that just never really lined up with what I wanted to draw and then I was just like tattoos just seemed to fit in with like the stuff that I liked drawing Mm -hmm. and uh, because I've always loved like cartoons and stuff and I think I definitely drew in that like outline that's then colored in rather than like the people that do like oh Watercolour wash, yeah, and, and sure. then like get some kitchen roll and dab it on, and suddenly it's the sky and things. Yeah. It was very like
2: <laughs> Bob here's an out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never like that. It was like, here's the outline of a cat. Here's the coloured in bit of the cat. And then I was like, these kind of look like, you know, like stickers. Yeah, more like tattoos, an illustration. Like yeah, illustration, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then oh yeah, I told my teachers at Sick Form i want to do tattoos and oh it went down am i allowed to swear or not yeah okay <laughs> well i went down like a sack of shit let me tell you everyone of my sixth form was like i want to be a brain surgeon i'm gonna be a lawyer and i was like i think i want to draw on people and they were like we have no advice for you why don't you just go to uni and then you could just see if you still want a tattoo at the end yeah, of that and it if you was change like your mind. yeah oh mm. you'll probably change your mind by then and you're just like well that was the most like disheartening thing ever um and then i ended up going to like the cambridge regional college to build a portfolio to get me into uni which mm. i didn't want to be doing anyway and then <clears> i went to uni for six months and then i quit on my birthday so mm,
0: good to quote. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I was like, "Go me! I'm doing <laughs> something for myself." I can't say that what, my mum was, was it was... a
0: scary time? Do you think mm. when when making that decision, or was it confident of being like, it "I need to pursue so this"?
1: So confident, they were like emailing me, being like, "Why are you paying to be here? You're never here." And I was like, "I'm well aware that I'm never here," and I just, I just remember like also. Because I still wanted to do tattoos at that time. And I just remember, like, when we were doing the course, which they'd obviously marketed to you as, you can do what you want. Again, like, all our education, I feel like they say that. And then it's just like you need to draw like this. And today we're drawing with twigs, not pens and stuff. And you're like, I don't want to draw with a twig. I just want to draw something that looks good. I don't want to draw something that looks like a 10 year old has drawn it. Cause that's the fashion for illustration at the time kind of thing. I was like, I just want to draw, I want to draw. And anyway, they were like talking to us about these things and they were like, oh, graduates from our course go on to illustrate for people like the Times Magazine and I was like, my parents get the fucking Times every week and it just ends up in the recycling and they were just like, so yeah, you might get contacted by the Times and they'll say, we need this three inch by three inch illustration ready for like, the thing tomorrow and i was just like
0: what kind of illustrations though would there be well, in they that? Like, i can't even think of something
1: well like. you, they're just like little kind of like dude illustrations that sort of go at the beginning of an article oh.
2: and stuff
1: but yeah you you That's can't it. even recall any but it was yeah, just exactly. like yeah. this kind of like award to be chosen to illustrate for the times magazine and Sorry. i was just like this is just not what I'm aiming for (laughs) at all. And I was just like, why don't I go from like the most disposable kind of illustration to just the most permanent and quit uni and just try and be a tattooer. So Mm. that's what I did. So There's
0: something very like um, kind of mystical, endearing, I guess, about tattooing because like – First of all, you're giving someone a tattoo and they have they may have a story behind the tattoo. They may just love yep. them. But that gallery who is them goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? So that conversation when people, you know, we always see it from the other side when people come in and they always say, like, oh, I'll show you the tattoo, saying in the pub or something on a mm-hmm. night out, and you go, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people though, if there's the other way around. Do people with good tattoos go, hey, man, look at my tattoo and get it out? And people go, fuck, that's, that's really, really good. Yeah,
1: it's always the ones that you're like, hmm, yeah. they're the people that want to show you. Yeah, stop but... showing them,
0: people. You're ruining the galleries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, I mean, if they're happy with it, then, I mean, I guess that's kind of what matters the most. But
0: bit of meaning, A bit of meaning behind it for them. yeah. Know? But, but if
1: they're stoked on it, then they're stoked on it, and so mm. I think that's fine.
0: I think they're stoked on a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fruit machines, yeah. <laughs> fruit <laughs> fruit flashing machine. lights, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. a pipe
1: for one pound fifty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look at this, and you're like, What is it? Oh, it's a dragon. Oh, it looks like a worm with mm. hair. <laughs>
0: It's the, that's the great thing about conventions, though, because you get into one place and you see people and you're like, where the fuck are all these people being? Because I never see people. With like, with On a day-to-day basis, we see people, because obviously we work in a tattoo shop, but say if I went out, I'm going to go out tonight, right? And if I go around Barrie, and this is no, you know, just to any of the tattoo shops in Barrie or anything like that because they're great artists. I just mean the average percentage of people you walk past don't have amazing work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, but when you go to a convention, it's obviously a really condensed, everyone's yeah. got great work, you know, there, yeah. and you can't stop looking at people's tattoos almost, you know, it's all, it's, it's flipped around, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> which is a really funny kind of experience because you get to kind of see everything of just like stuff you've missed or whatever, and you're just like, whoa, this is crazy. Where are you guys day to day, though? Yeah. yeah, it makes up such a small amount hiding. of the population, right? Do you think? Yeah.
3: Of people that have like
1: actual good like tassies. real
3: nice work, yeah. I think
1: also when you're at a convention and you see someone's work like in person like, you know, you see someone wandering around the corner and you're like, oh my God, they've got a tattoo from so-and-so. And, you know, and then yeah. you're like, I recognize it from Instagram. You're like, I really want to see it in person. And you're kind of like skulking around being like, <laughs> don't be weird, don't be weird. I just want to see the tattoo in person. Yeah, yeah. I guess if they're at a convention, they're probably not going to be like, why are you creeping around? Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm here and you can look at them. But it feels like seeing like a celebrity in the flesh, like, oh. Oh my god, I recognise that yeah. from
0: Instagram. It's, I, I always think it's they look better in person. Yeah, same. Tattoos as, as well. They look they look great online. Obviously, they're presented well, but it's something about the person wearing it.
1: Yeah, because yeah. you see the whole of them rather than yeah. like a square where you're like, is that an arm or a leg yeah. or or what? And then yeah, and then when it's like lived in, and you're like, oh, huh, it's like a little personal accessory. Yeah, that's what I really like about tattoos. Is like. Whenever I go into shops and I'm like, oh, I need a new jacket or something. And then I'm like, I like everything about it other than the buttons. Or I wish it had a hood or whatever. And it's like, you wish you could crawl inside the head of the person who designed it and be like, these are my exact specifications. Yeah. Whereas like a tattoo is like a personal accessory that's like just for you, just how you want it to be. And it can be the colors you want it to be and the size you want it to be. And you're like... Oh, and I can't lose it either. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love
0: that. Customizable character. Yeah. Kind of thing, it? You know, permanently as well. Um, so your next step then when you left and you're like, all right, okay, I'm pursuing tattooing. Because you ended up going to Australia, right?
1: Yeah, well, I ended up leaving uni and having like basically a small mental breakdown because I'd left halfway through my first year and then all of my friends from before was still at uni, was still like, I guess this was like Facebook days, but like was on some form of social media, like moving into our new uni house together and we're all just having the best time and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I've quit and now I'm moving back home with my parents and so my mum was like, well, if you're not doing uni, then you sort of need to get like a proper job and I was like, how do you even find a proper job? I do not know anything other than school where mm-hmm. they like spoon feed you to the next step and I was like, just going for jobs that were like, I don't even, I didn't, half the time didn't even know what they were. I would just go there and like blag it and then, well, not get hired, but thought I was flagging it. And then, yeah. And then I was just working in bars and restaurants and stuff and like jobs where you watch the clock and the hand is ticking backwards. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for the day to be over just to wake up and do the same thing the next day. Then I just ran away to Australia for a year because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then when I was out there, I was like, right, I need to go back to England and make this happen because I'd got in this headspace of like, good things happen to everyone else, but this is never gonna happen to me. For some reason, I was convinced that like, most people if they tried could become a tattooer but for some reason i i no matter how much i wanted it i was like this just isn't my future and An i don't imposter know imposter
0: syndrome kind of thing
1: yeah or... i just it just seemed so impossible but like i wanted it so badly i was like couldn't think about anything else other than wanting to be a tattooer but having no idea how to do it and being too scared to be like You know, when it's in the realm of possibility, you're like, I could be a tattooer. But if you get rejected by 10 people, then that really starts to, like, crumble. So I wanted to stay in this, like, comfortable limbo of, like, it could be a possibility for me one day. Um, So, yeah, it was just not a great time. I I
0: remember being rejected from a couple of places before... Um, starting to tattoo, and it was a real bad knockback. I remember yeah. the bus journey from, well, I won't say the place, but from one of the places. And um I, I remember that being, I've been defeated quite a lot in my life over just living, but I remember that being one of the times. Like, I remember being on the bus, and it was quite full. And I was listening to music and I was like, I could cry.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. like if a sad song comes on now, I'm done. <laughs> and it was like an iPod shuffle as yeah. well. So I, also, I was like, oh, getting a no shuffle button ready. over your
1: destiny yeah. on the bus. I was
0: like, I'm fucked. That's it. Because I don't I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to yeah. do that kind of conformity job or I just yeah. didn't suit it. I did, I did a couple of jobs, like you were saying, yeah. you know, but they weren't anything groundbreaking. I couldn't, I couldn't even see – I now that i've developed kind of my character a little bit and you probably the same would say the same because of what we'll get onto you know your new endeavors and stuff you'd be quite capable to start something without tattooing now but at that time i was like i can't there's there's nothing else yeah, you know because it... i was so drawn to it it was
3: it was magnetic you know how old were you when um when that happened because you must have been pretty because <clears throat> we were pretty young when we met
0: I got tattooed at 16. Yeah. And then I remember asking the guy at the shop if I could do an apprenticeship and all that yeah. stuff. And he was really friendly at first. And then I got a portfolio together. But this was, I was coming out of school. So it's literally the same scenario. Yeah. I went—I was in sick form, just studying English and philosophy and being like, I don't, what am I going to do? Like, talk to people for a living. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> But um, then I, I I didn't take art at school. I didn't do it for GCSE because, like, my parents, they weren't unsupportive, but my mum come from an economic um, – she come from a background where she she's a nurse, you know, yeah. and she was like, you, you could be <clears throat> a policeman, you could be stuff like that, you know, or these other yeah. jobs that were quite, you know, whatever. My dad being a business owner and running a business at the time. Um art never really went into their lives ever, I would say. They yeah. come from you know, quite poor places. Well, my dad did come from quite poor, poor places in London. So it was very like, get on your feet quick and work. Yeah. And my sister was a product of that. When she come out of school, they were like, start working in bars, off you go. Yeah. This is this is real life now. You know? Yeah. And um so they but they were obviously very supportive of when I Decided to be like, I'm not doing anything that I've got any grades in. I'm just going to do art. And they're like, you didn't even do art in school. And even my teachers at school, I remember um, I always did art independently, though. That was the thing. And then it started to change to tattooing and stuff like that because there was bands and we were touring with guys and they had tattoos and they are older. And Josh was a part of that. He was getting tattooed in Stone Market at the time because he's a couple of years older than me. So I would go to the tattoo shop with him and um then it, it turned out i started drawing that kind of stuff and i was just doing all my sick form time in the library just doing that by myself like all my friends had gone none of them like i had some friends that went into higher education but they were studying like they were studying arabic and shit like that yeah. like, <laughs> you know and you know they they were what levels above me i just got in Yeah. I just got in and they were there like they were always in kind of thing, you know. So, um, yeah, I started drawing and and doing all that stuff. And I remember going to the art teacher and I said, look, I know I don't have any grades, any GCSEs, anything like that for art. um, But I want to do the course and I don't care if it's graded. I know I'm not going to get a mark. I know it's going to be an that, uh, you know, acquaint to nothing. But would you mark it? right just to see where I'm at kind of thing and he was like if you want to do that he saw it as a waste of time really um because art teachers aren't really artists no, like I, think, I always yeah, feel I like going right. like can you show me a painting you've
1: yeah when like, you know we I mean? used to do live like, drawing and they would be like <clears> so we're gonna do these quick like 30 minute warm-up sketches with our eyes closed and stuff like that and they would do the demonstration and of course, it would look shit because who can draw for 30 seconds with their eyes closed <laughs> and make it look good? Yeah, I mean, yeah. someone maybe. But it's like, is this just a get out to yeah, show? Yeah. Because if we were like, okay, you do the hour long one with chalk and let's see how your one looks. When, and then yeah. how good would their one look? I don't know. Yeah, Not inspire like, the
0: students, right? Do yeah. it, like, judge it show by. Show
1: us what your like example would be whereas Mm. they're like oh you have to draw it without taking the pen off the page so of course it just looks like this like bundle of spaghetti and you're like well everyone's looks kind of crap so i guess yeah what a great day we had you know perfect (laughs)
0: yeah so he he gave all the, the the you know the kind of stuff they were doing through the term and then i just did that in my own time while i was studying and then the closer i got to like i was handing in work and spending lunch times and there and all that stuff that i um you know my what actually one of my teachers who was really really strict in school who everyone used to kind of avoid and when you got to sick form he was then like the chillest dude he was like oh you've passed almost like a drill kind of sergeant for the military kind of thing you know and um, he pulled me aside and he was like, what are you doing in sick form? He's like, you're doing all this other stuff. I've seen you do that. The other people are out at lunch, you know, and it's a small group at sick form mm. at that point, isn't it? So it's like, you're tucked away doing that stuff and you're not even going to get graded for it. It's like, what is it that you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to tattoo." And he's like, go and do that because you're very driven. And yeah. he's like, and I could see that you'll be able to do something. He goes, I don't know anything about that. I don't know a lot of things, but he was like, you'll be you'll be able to do something with that. And then having an adult actually confirm it. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck. He didn't know. He was just like sick of seeing me like kind of waste my life and and kind of pursue my life yeah. at the same time, being like, You're in a place where you could excel at something, but you're you're excelling at a thing you're never gonna get graded on. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. You could just do this at home, the thing you actually love, you know. So then I went home and got a portfolio together and as I said I got tattooed at that time and then I took it to him and then he he just took it the guy he just took the portfolio he sent me out (laughs) to get some supplies (laughs) and it was in the in this building which is really funny isn't it yeah Yeah, so it was the the tattoo shop that is actually in this building did you know that there was a tattoo shop here years ago and went downstairs oh, yeah
1: i think i've heard some horror stories about yeah yeah it. <laughs>
0: yeah it's so it's really funny it's full circle now yeah. but um yeah he i took my portfolio in and he was like there with all of his mates and there was a big pool table and stuff in there yeah and um he was very like yeah of course this looks great you know and all that and i was like yeah sweet and then um he was like well you could and i was like when could i start then and he was like right away and i was like this is fucking easy. <laughs> Best day I've ever. literally walked out of college straight into here. Like, you know, it felt like that at least. And then, um, yeah, I got the portfolio. I, I he'd sent me out to go get some stuff. I come back and they were obviously like, what portfolio?
3: And it was like, I was a kid and there were all men in there. And it was like, the, it was an intimidating place, mate. Like, cause, I obviously... yeah, Cause he
0: was like, oh, I'm a gangster. I sell coke. Yeah. I'm a fucking
3: I, Cause criminal. I come in and got towed in there when I was 14. Yeah. And didn't get to choose what I wanted. i just come down. Like, can I have a toe? My mom said it's all right. Yeah, motorbikes all lined out the front yeah, of the shop. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, and they'd all be in here like smoking cigarettes and shit, snorting coke yeah. off the table. I was there like, I'm a Christian boy. It was, <laughs> it was fucking scary. Like. I went to Catholic school.
0: Um, yeah, and so then it went from there to worse. So yeah. I, and that that's when it got to the bus journey where I was like fucking knocked back after visiting another tattoo shop and then ripping up the portfolio of this woman. There, I was like, I'm fucking... Emotionally, I was done. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about the world of the people I was getting involved with. You know, I just always looked at it through magazines and artists that are doing music and stuff like that and go, they just wear them and that's cool. Where do you do them? In tattoo shops. And then you go there and they're just these absolute twats. you know. And that was it. And I was like, fuck this. I don't know if I can like i can't be around that you know without losing myself to it you know do you know what i mean yeah.
2: like
0: i don't want to be a fucking prick just to be to have something that i think is you know would make my life good or whatever to, to kind of defend it you
1: yeah. know yeah and i think also like now obviously like everything you're doing with this podcast and the seminars and everything like that is making tattooing a lot more accessible But I remember when I was like 17, it was just like, it was almost just like, how do you get into Hogwarts? It was literally like, no one outside of tattooing seems to have any information about it. And anyone within tattooing doesn't want to share the information. Mm. So like, where's the bookcase that you press to get in (laughs) the back? Like the secret entrance. Where's the old guy with
0: the the beard?
1: (laughs) The secret (laughs) entrance into tattooing. And I went to... Um, a tattoo shop in Cambridge. Um, And I sort of walked in. I was like, I'd like to do tattoos. Can I have some advice, please? And they were like, well, you obviously need to have an apprenticeship and you have to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then it was just kind of like, oh, but we can't help you. And I was like, oh, okay then. And then I left and I'd like, you know, like I had hyped myself up for like two weeks to even go in to have that five-minute conversation. And Mm -hmm. I left absolutely none the wiser and obviously coming from like education where they like hold your hand through every step to trying to like decode a way into this thing that you really want to do that you don't know very much about and then you know and then obviously if the people around you like my parents didn't want me to do tattoos so it was just like you know my mum was there helping me write my like statement to get into uni but she wasn't there like Let's have, let's see if we can find someone who can help you, you know, do this. Although it is always very off putting when someone's mum phones up the shop and goes,
2: My son yeah. wants a tattoo apprenticeship. Yeah. And you're
1: like, Well, your son should come in and talk to us then, because it's like, this is not a good sign. Yeah, it's a mean <laughs> world out there. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously, like, didn't actually know any of the, like, story that you just said about the beginning, but it also, like, How
0: did you
1: not know that? I didn't know the stuff about school at all. Um, But it also doesn't surprise me because, you know, I feel like it takes people, like, till their mid-20s to, like, figure out, like, that. I don't know. I feel like at school, for sure you do the motions because someone's telling you, you need to do your homework. So you do it and you're like, these teachers are out to ruin my fucking weekend and stuff. And you just do stuff because you're told to do it. And it's not until you get to like mid twenties that you're like, I'm doing this off my own back because I want to do it. And I want the results. Whereas you were already doing that at like 17. And then the fact that obviously you have this kind of like, legacy that are stretched out like quite literally from like 17 to now is like not really surprising that you've got to where you are if you started at 17 in the headspace that most people take like till they're 25 to even start being like oh I actually I'm gonna <coughs> put the work in to do this because I want to see the result whereas usually it's just kind of like i'll just do this because someone's telling me to do
0: it yeah i feel like a lot of i know i know what you mean a lot of the young mind is still overshadowed with like we're still at school and life is like chill right yeah but life comes around really quick at that age and i uh, wasn't actually thinking about that it was just that i actually loved something so much that it yeah. took over you know so i get it for a lot of people when they don't find their thing that they carry their 20s on to their 30s yeah. and and they're going oh fuck everyone's got a house and everyone's got a mortgage or, or whatever they're doing with their life and it's kind of brushed past them because yeah. they're they were you too busy having fun and there's nothing wrong with that if you know life doesn't end uh, you know in your 30s or your 40s or whatever you know people start businesses in their 40s do whatever get get up on their feet you know i follow a lot of gary v would say (laughs) he would say the thing but i think that some people when they have a pursuit yes but it's getting dragged out by university and university kind of dictates it and it's a bit of arse licking it's a bit of getting with the right people it's to get a a bit of politics you're learning politics through your time as well um well especially the vibe that i saw you know with with my friends or even you know our guests that we've had on like jack uh, for example but um i knew i wanted to do that so it wasn't i didn't even think about that i was just doing it out of the love for it you know and people were like oh you're really hard working you're really driven you really got your head right it was like oh, no, I'm fucking up the rest of my life, trust me. <laughs> like, but when it comes to this, I'm serious, man. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that that was it. I didn't start sorting out the rest of my life till a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, but with tattooing, nothing, you know, would get in the way, you know, of it. But um, yeah, I ju- you just had to kind of, not even surrender yourself because uh, surrendering feels like you're almost like giving up. But it's like, yeah, I, I knew I didn't just want anything. Just fully. Yeah. yeah. You don't even know at the time. You just have I'm just going with the ride. Yeah. I, I say to these guys all the time, like um, Joe and Jimmy, with like, you know, if say if you're trying to put money in some in front of something, it never works. Yeah. You know, it, it never works. But if you're putting something that you love in front of something, it, the funny thing is that money comes loads then. Because yeah. people can see you're having fun you're yeah. creating better because there's no pressure because you're just doing it for the love. And of course, everyone loves it because they can see that you love it, yeah. you know? And that's the effect. If you're the hardest person to please as an artist, yeah. so if you're pleasing yourself and having fun, other people who yeah. are, when you show them the picture, they go, fucking hell. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, wow,
0: yeah. is that what you've been doing? They're used to seeing stick men and yeah. fucking can't draw a circle when you hear, you know, when people talk about their abilities with that. So of course they're going to go, that's great.
1: I I feel like that's one of my favorite things about tattooing is like, I have a lot of friends who are in jobs that they, I guess, they don't dislike, but they go to work for the like external reward that is the paycheck. And then of course, that's temporary because you have to spend it. And then you spend it on nice stuff that the glow of the nice stuff goes in time and then you have to spend it on necessities like rent and food and things like that Um, and then it's just like and now I'm just waiting till the next temporary injection of (laughs) happiness from my next paycheck whereas with tattooing the like the buzzy glow that you get at the end of a day where you're like I fucking did that you like look at the picture you took and you go oh my god I literally Mm. did that even if they didn't pay you at the end of it, you'd be like, I'm still glowing. Obviously you need <laughs> yeah. to be paid. but It it's outshines like, the money yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so that like takes the, I don't know, just takes that like weight of like working to make money because you're just like, even if I haven't made very much money, I'm getting a much more like lasting and consistent sense of like happiness and self-worth from the work I'm doing. And then the paying is almost feels like this sort of secondary step, like a mm. bonus almost. Because yeah, yeah. the stuff that you can buy with the money doesn't get you to a state of happiness that you feel You've already when you it, when you yeah, yeah. You, you can't you're already too high up. You can't, yeah. you know, the money can't get to the bar that the tattoo is set. But of course it there's the flip side of that where like I've been in headspaces where I've been really stuck with tattooing and like, you know, go home and just zoom in on the picture and doom like zoom. doom mm. zooming and just like I'll put my phone down and then like two minutes later I'm there again staring at it, going, Why did I put so much black in this and blah 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 and why why are my lines not getting any cleaner and oh, I should have moved it a centimeter to the left when we were doing the stencil and stuff like that. And then you can still, you can let like that define your sense of self-worth too and like really eat you up. So whenever anyone is like seeming to display those signs, I'm just like, put the phone away. And do not get involved in that because that is like a dark place to go to. Yeah, because it,
0: it's not actually external. That like the thing is is that we think that it's external, like everyone thinks it, and then you yeah. start looking for justification in all of your thoughts. Then, yeah, when actually it's internal. If you actually remove the, de- you were saying as simple as remove the device, yeah, it does go away. Yeah, yeah. and it's it is internal. <clears throat> if you t- if you were if you were like headstrong and were like. I don't give a shit, you know, I like it, and that's what matters. Because that's all it is. That's all you could do, really. It's at the end of the day is that if you create something that you like, that's all it is. It doesn't matter if anyone else likes it or not. That is a, a mark of judgment for yourself. Instagram takes that way, yes, because they put data points on it mm-hmm. by likes and algorithms yeah, and things like that. And then, you, and but the you, it's not like you don't like the thing you've created. You're comparing it, yeah. So now you're comparing your old numbers, yeah. or you're comparing someone else's numbers, or you're doing whatever, and then you lose that. You desensitize yourself to the fact that going, well, actually, on the day I did that, yeah. it was really fun. The customer was good. I was, I loved it. Yeah, it almost gets shadowed by apps and phones and and all that stuff
1: and they loved it like that's like obviously the main thing because the thing is like we're all doing tattoos at legacy and then zooming in on them going what did i do that about and then going back to like you know the vast majority of people that have
0: every artist in the world does it
1: yeah but i mean we're comparing it to ourselves and then you know to the people around us Not to the nine, like the vast expanse of other tattoos in the world, which are like really, really bad. You know, Mm. you're just like, oh, everyone else seems to be able to do this better than me. And why am I not like, you know, X, Y, and Z and beating yourself up about stuff? And then you went, if you put that tattoo in a lineup with a hundred randomly picked tattoos that were done in the world today, how would yours fare? probably pretty well mm. but you're like they're going you know micro focusing into something that
0: yeah but that's not even a mark to f- judge it on yeah either like is it like that concept as well is like is irrelevant but going back to the people at the pub maybe they should show more.
1: well maybe mm. <laughs> you go <laughs> oh, well, I, think I did today was really good
3: changing the tide out, yeah shout out to people at the pub yeah <laughs> those fruit machine guys <laughs> yeah. show them off
0: thanks for the ego boost but yeah, it's not even a mark, is it? Because really it's like in that moment, if you like it or whatever, and it's kind of trying to then block the noise out. And the noise is ourselves. Yeah. The noise ultimately is ourselves. That If it was someone else who was coming up to you and going, that shit. And then well, like 10 but, other people were coming yeah. up and going, that shit. You'll be like, oh, wait, fuck, yeah. wait what's happened here? <laughs> you know, I, I would get it, you know, but it's not. It's yourself going, that's not as good yeah. as your last one that bitch could be a bit more red. Yeah. That bit, you know, and that stuff you could block out. I don't think that would make it feel better by if you go, oh, well, let me, sorry, mind, let me just grab <laughs> someone, this tramp here, look at his tattoos. They're <laughs> shit, you know, and then go, oh. The... Oh,
1: I am good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I
0: had, you're the boost
1: I needed today. <laughs>
0: yeah, go back to bed, mate, in the rain. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, well, yeah.
0: It's it's a hard battle. It's a, it's a hard that's, battle with us. That's it's one of the, um,
3: like, hardest parts about having such a high bar in, in the shop as well. Mm. Like especially for, like, people like, my, like mine and Jimmy's level say is that the, the bar in the shop is fucking high. Mm. So we're constantly comparing ourselves to you guys. Should. Should and keep you up at night. <laughs> yeah, it does. Fuck, <laughs> well, I ain't slept in weeks. <laughs> but it's also, like, because it goes back to that, like, rising tide, raising all boats thing, like... Mm. We we want to be like up where you guys are. The level isn't down here, and it seems so achievable. That I'm like, okay, I'm I'm almost there.
0: Yeah, but I, even though like when I started, I wasn't surrounded by anyone. But I always did that to myself through the magazines and through yeah. like Facebook and like I wouldn't. I I. It's funny that when you zoom in on other people's then doom isn't there is it
1: no
0: yeah like so when, were I, when i was see... <laughs> very yeah work. so when i I remember there was an artist called steve Byrne, who i was obsessed about and i remember taking him into the tattoo shop because the stuff with the guy happened but for some fucking reason i was like you, and you remember jack jack smith yeah he was um he got an apprenticeship in the shop he gave him okay. one yeah and he was just getting him to run around and doing some naughty things for him but um, he, I, I was like, right, well, maybe if I'm a bit around of that, I had this thing in my head, I'll find my portfolio, let it slide. This is how desperate I was, like, you know, to to do it. But um, I remember we were sitting around the shop and we come back, me and Jack, when, when the owner of the shop told him to go to the printing shop and buy, a, like, a massive, like, a refillable cartridge of printer ink because that's what he was using for black ink for outline ink in people wow yeah he was using printer ink and and we went in and the woman asked us she went are you from the tattoo shop and jack was like no and i was there like
2: yeah we are but i didn't say anything (laughs) um
0: anyway she gave them the stuff and then we went out and then jack was like yeah they don't let him get there because he uses it for black sometimes and i was like what the fuck that's like toxic bro but it's for printers like machines that can't be it's not tested on humans is it they're like it's for paper use only and um i we bought a magazine anyway back and steve Byrne was the 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 cover of it and i can't remember what um it might have been total tattoo or something and he had the you know the whole spread in there of the and i was like fuck that was when i was like tattoos look really good you know and i had that and i remember showing him um the owner, and he was like, Oh, that's just a load of shit, mate. Like, you know, don't and I was there and I was like, wait a minute, this guy's full of shit. And that was my <laughs> first bit where I was like, Oh, there are shit people that tattoo. Yeah. And cause at the time I was like, tattoos are tattoos. I just want to do them. Yeah. There wasn't a high quality level. And then I got into like the Valerie, uh, Valerie Vargas's mm-hmm. and, you know, all those uh, um her partner and stuff um thomas hooper and you know were all in the magazines that were coming yeah. up and i was like wait a minute and then i was always kind of like fixated on them you know at the time to be like okay well it has to be as good as that obviously that yeah. was a very big jump for me then yeah to, to even consider that but i felt like if i could tattoo like that i'd be over the moon well yeah i guess you know? it was
1: kind of similar when so obviously when my parents had accepted that i was gonna try and do tattoos and I'd come and seen you like once I think and then my mum was like are you gonna go and see that guy in Haverhill again and I was like oh I'm not sure like I've got to do some drawings and like he'll let me know when I can go again and see him and things and she was like well why don't you just try and take your portfolio to some other people and see what they have to say and I was like no it has to be with Mike I was just like you were like one of the only people that I was just like this is this is what I want my tattoos to be like. I do not want to be, I was just like, I just want to be a somebody. And if I learn from a somebody, then I have more of a chance. I was like, don't want to (laughs) just fade into the background of like high street tattooers where, you know, when you say to someone, oh, who did you get that tattoo from? Or something, they go, oh, I don't don't know their name or I don't remember or whatever. I'm like, Mm. oh, I really hope no one remembers. No one forgets my Name that they go. Uh-huh. Oh, I got this done in Hayville by someone called Jess, or you know something. Just I wanted to be memorable. I wanted to be someone's favorite tattooer, like and stuff. And I was like, that's not gonna happen. If I just learn from a random person that does a little bit of everything and is kind of mediocre, but somehow manages to own a studio and stuff. And my mum was just like, yeah, well try some other people. I was like, no. I'm waiting and I'm going back to Mike. And then four visits later, (laughs) I got my apprenticeship.
0: I remember, I remember, um, well, I remember you coming through the door and being good off the bat. But the thing was, is that um, uh, when I was like, oh, yeah, come back and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that, A, I was quite young. So I was kind of like in the headspace, I was like, should I be teaching someone else? Because Mm I taught Chris, yeah, but Chris is my brother, you know um and to see how if you would yeah <laughs> if you would come back get on the fucking bus and
1: do all that all shit and, then she did and i was
0: like well we she come back four times so here we go
1: bus yeah <laughs> and there was one day it was a saturday and i'd taken the day off of work and i was literally walking to the bus stop and you sent me a message being like sorry i can't see you today i've got to look after my daughter and i was like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Like, oh, and then you were like, you can come in another week though, and I was like, great, okay. I'm not like, I'm not completely out of the running. And then obviously, I remember coming back like the thing, the fourth time, and then you were like, yeah, do you want to work at the shop then? And I was just like, oh, don't
2: cry in <laughs> yeah. front of all these really cool people.
1: <laughs> like panic sweats from the thing, and then like my eyes were like tearing up and i was like thank you so much and i went home and i just remember being like i got the apprenticeship and my mum was just like well i guess we need to buy you a car then and i was like yes Yay, my everybody's like
0: everything's coming up jess <laughs>
1: so and, yeah. and i guess
0: that that puts us on greatly to then well with, with how much you've exploded over that time Ooh. you know Hmm. Because you have, because everything you described about yourself, I mean, from the outside, I would safely say that you had, you know, spoke that into existence.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you never see yourself through the eyes of anyone else. Yeah, 100%. Like, I was
0: saying this to James yesterday when I, with hmm. the whole thing, because he was like, You must be so proud. You must be and I was, he was, he was saying, because he's like, You taught Chris, he's killing it. You taught Jess, she's, worldwide famous you're know, like all this and it was like you must be so proud and i was like i am proud but it's almost like there's like
1: you have like a disconnect from yeah, yourself from, yeah sure. yeah from
0: it because i i'm proud i'm definitely proud of you guys but i didn't like the fact that he was like acquainting it to my success almost you know and my brain doesn't like that so it was like yeah. no nah, bro don't <laughs> don't do that bit like you can yeah be happy for them you know that that's fine um so i was like yeah, yeah. And he's like why are you so awkward about it i was like because i don't like compliments yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what i mean yeah. it's really weird like i, do I don't always... know why i don't know yeah. why at all you know <clears throat> but it just is it's like it's like anything isn't it it's that it's you're like you're just saying there your brain i'm saying that to you and your brain's probably going
1: we you went exploded, right. Joe yeah. went oof, and I like did this weird thing <laughs> where my shoulders went to my ears, like I wouldn't say exploded, yeah, like maybe I a handful of people like, <laughs> like my work or something, I don't know. But I do wonder that I always like wish there could be these like two synchronized, like two realities that run parallel to each other, where I did my apprenticeship at Legacy, and I did it somewhere else and just see like what like, and then be like a snapshot of me like six or seven years in, how different would they be? Like how much of it came from the shop and your tuition and how much of it came from me? You Mm -hmm. know, like nature versus nurture and stuff. Because obviously everyone that's coming out of Legacy is good. I just feel like that can't be a coincidence. That does have to do something to do with you.
0: And th- then, Well, I think it's is, is still, it, it's environment, but it's allowing you to flourish in the environment, yeah. isn't it? That That's the yeah. thing. It's still you in the environment. Like, do, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. just that, that's just like you living in a really nice house with your dad and he raises you well and then you go and get the, a job somewhere and do all that and he's like, thanks to me.
1: Yeah.
0: I couldn't do that as a dad. That's not... A,
1: yeah that's not in
0: the dad yeah. books the code of the dad doesn't allow you <laughs> to do that you know like it, it's, it was your job like you know that was the thing i said yes that i played my part in it and then you you have to you know pursue it yourself you're mm. the one that has to draw you're the one that has to tattoo yeah. you're the one that has to do that i yeah it gave you the maybe the environment the pep talks the headspace the the things like that to do whatever you need to do but ultimately you're driving the wheel that's the way it has to be yeah for you to really flourish as an artist that's why art school sucks of me telling you to come in every day and tattoo with a twig (laughs)
1: yeah you know and you fucking (laughs) suck this twig (laughs) in a puddle and go why does this not look (laughs) good well i i can't imagine
0: if art school Uh, was like that though if they were like what is what is it that you want to do and all your projects are based on what you like It'll be difficult for the teacher, yes, you know, to not have one all around the board thing. But if it was like, this is an art studio, this is the thing, and this is where you come into yourself and you do, that's the environment that it should be. Yeah. You know?
1: But I think also, like, again, it's difficult to say because obviously we're so used to, like, how it is at the shop. But Mm. recently I've tattooed a few apprentices and I have had such a rough ride. And it's just like... I just, yeah, I don't know. I just There's definitely like, a lot
0: of like using and then yeah, abusing yeah. Yeah. in the industry, you know.
1: Not necessarily like to the extent of like your, my mentor is a murderer kind yeah, of yeah. podcast, <laughs> but like just people who are just there like working under people that don't care about them. Whereas I always felt like you, well, well, you said to me, I will match the energy that you put in. mm And then you did and I felt like you were invested in my progress. And then as a result of that, I feel like everyone, because you were so like generous with your time and your knowledge, it's like created this little, like group of people who all are living with the same mindset. So if someone comes over and says to me, what color do you think I should use for this? And I go, this one and I pull it out of my drawer and there's no like oh you're using my ink or like whatever you know or I I don't have the time to talk to you about this or someone goes do you think this stencil is in the right place like we're so used to that being normal but when you go and do guess what's in places or when you talk to other people who are just like oh god you guys like lend each other needles when you've run out and you're like
0: yeah, it's expensive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's
1: just really normal because we all really want everyone else in the shop to be, like, just progressing and having a good time and stuff, whereas other shops, like, everyone just passes, like, ships in the night and it's just, like...
0: Yeah, I've uh, been in like, plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know... And I always take the energy over there and then I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, sure. I have to wind it in. Because, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I feel, like, as well, I don't, like, sometimes... I feel really uncool like that. Like, you know, when I come in and I'm like, yeah, guys, there you is. And then they're, they're kind of like, Yo, it's really serious. And it's like,
1: yeah. And yeah,
0: they're like, oh, yeah, me too.
1: You're in there yeah, with me. like your Good I heart tattooing T-shirt. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> full Go team! Tea. <laughs> like, tea. we're number one big foam hand for yeah. tattooing. And they're just like, I just do this small thing and then I leave. And you're like, oh, so you don't just hang around at the shop for three hours with your friends after you finished yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's we've got, we've built a family <laughs> yeah really, haven't for we? sure it would be really weird if, if like you know if anything wait i don't want to say this <laughs> I don't want to say that. I was gonna say if anything bad happened to one of us, it would be terror, you know. But yeah. I don't want to uh, we're talking things into the universe. I just wanna to touch, <laughs> touch some wood right now. But say if say if for any reason someone had left that the team that we have now, obviously people have come and gone from yeah. the shop. But there is there would be that sense of kind of like it would be a big thing. It would be like yeah. your sister moving away, or yeah, you yeah. know, your sure. brother, your brother, you know, being like, oh, there would be no remorse there, but there would be like that feeling of just like Oh my! You know my brother's just living in Canada now. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not going to see him as much. And and yeah. you'd be like, oh, it's weird.
1: When when one person is away, like when Josh was away for a week, the whole dynamic of the shop was so, changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was so quiet, and I don't even feel like Josh is a particularly like loud person. But it was mm. like he is such an integral part and carries or like initiates conversations and stuff like that, that without him, it was like, you know, when you have like a connector in a wire and it's just like the two bits didn't meet up. Like there yeah, was a break a cog, in the circuit kind yeah. of thing when he was yeah. away. And I feel like that's equally the same when when anyone's not there. You feel like a loss in the mm. shop. Yeah, you do. Oh, and, and, and they tears. always come back and go,
0: I feel like I've been away for ages. Yeah. And it's been like three days yeah. or something. <laughs> I, I hate like uh, the the only time that I've actually been okay with coming away from the shop is like the more that I've had you know the more kids I've had like yeah. I, I have to kind of give time to them yeah. so I, to kind of switch off that part of my brain because it would just destroy my time there like you know when you're at the beach yeah you have fun when you when you're at work is work time um but it's that has been one of those things where it's like it, it, it has to be a couple of days yeah you know? and then it starts to sit in when you're kind of like even when the group chat's going off and you're like mm, oh. <laughs> what
1: have i missed out on yeah. like when i so have... it was like that was
0: hilarious <laughs> yeah. <I'm> yeah. Off <laughs>
1: for like, what a... was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm off for like a day and i missed the Carolina Reaper chili yeah. challenge, yeah. and I just you have to watch that. little <laughs> snippets of videos of like everyone like <laughs> heaving and sweating. I'm like, oh, why did I have a day off? I missed out on something. But I just feel like when I find tattooing very stressful. There's those like that's no secret, but I can't imagine working in one of those studios where there's also this like weird tension between the people working there yeah. or like someone's pissed off at you or like just, I don't know, like the when there's a tension or drama between the people working there on top of the stress of doing a tattoo itself, it's just like I would immediately crumble. Whereas like if you come in and you're just like, the foundations for today are so strong because everyone in here has got my back and no one is annoyed with anyone about anything. Then you're like, right, now my head is clear and I'm gonna smash this tattoo. Whereas if you go in and there's like a passive aggressive note on the top of your station being like, don't touch my stuff, bitch, or something. (laughs) Because, you know, because like, you know, I'm the last one at the shop and my client's struggling and I'm like, you know, if I was just like, oh no, I've got no like back teen or something. And then I know that I could just pop over to Bell Station Borrow a few spritzes of her back teen and then it's no big deal. Whereas you mm. know there would be places where someone would be like, "Who's been touching my fucking stuff?" And then you get in, and then you're immediately like, oh, "Now I'm on edge because, like, because this has happened." And then it just sets the tone for the day. Whereas yeah. you come in, and like every time you know everyone comes into the shop in the morning, there's this chorus of like, "Hello," and it's just like, "Oh, great." Mm. Now I can back. wrestle with the stencil machine. But yeah. you're, like, you're in a good headspace yeah. to start with. So When
0: I was, yeah. at, when I was in New York, um, there was these two guys that were, they hated each other. And they would like, they couldn't be in the room with each other because they would start verbally fighting, which would get really aggressive. And one of the guys was quite funny with it, <laughs> to be fair, right? Which made it a little bit better. But and I was working in the room with him. And I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, I can't believe that you do this every day, and 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 none of you want to leave either because they're very territorial. Yeah, there, you know, and um, yeah, it, it was just it was so awkward. Like all the time. and and I thought I was kind of like jokey with it to be like, bro, you're gonna get fired because he was arguing with one of the bosses as well. So it was like it was really intense. The other guy had a bit of like i don't know underlying kind of anger issues i yeah. guess like it was very insecure the whole thing was based on insecurity but this but this one guy that i was working in within the room he was just giving him the shit that he thought he deserved for it you know yeah. and was and this in
1: front of the clients all the time because all the time
0: you know I mean, that it was it was awkward so like it, it was just constantly all day and i remember just the next day being like thank god i'm just here for a week yeah i can do this for a week it's gonna yeah. be crazy as long as you aren't gonna fucking shoot each other or something. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, America's a bit of a wild place. But <laughs> I was I was I just couldn't believe that you could work that way, you know? And also at that
1: all. like like that is not an environment to get a repeat customer, like a repeat client. Because if I was getting tattooed by someone who was like very visually distressed and angry, I would be like how is this affecting the result of their tattoo? And you're just there and you're just this like vulnerable canvas who is going to have a permanent like mark of their angry day. And like, I don't know, like maybe have an argument like outside by the bins or something, but not in front of your client because, you know, you just can't. I really try not to bring a bad day to work sometimes. You just can't help it, but I really try not to because that person has come and they just need to get this like the best version of you that you can do for that day. I think, and just like having an argument is just like yeah, super,
2: super
0: like very
1: unprofessional. unprofessional. (laughs) Imagine going into
0: Sainsbury's and like the people, yeah, it would be because they're they're intimidating shops anyway. Yeah, you know, and these guys are like. they're going to fist fight in a minute. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the studio manager that was there was very like, he would stand between them when they were talking and yeah. stuff. And I was just like, bare so. Like,
2: <laughs> <just laughs>
3: tattooing away, trying to fucking, that can I like, go home? <laughs> that was always like one of the first things I would always mention to you guys when I first started at the shop. Like coming from construction, that's so normal. Yeah. Like you'll get two or three people that fucking hate each other. And they can't be working in the same room because they will end up scrapping. Mm. So you'll have the site manager. And they're all covered like, up and shit. Yeah.
1: It sounds so and, exhausting. Like, But
3: like that negative energy, bringing like a negative energy that heavy into that workforce brings everyone down to that level. Yeah. Because... You're those, watching over
0: your shoulder as well. Yeah, what, those guys aren't much.
3: working hard because they're busy fucking fighting all day. Mm. And I'm like... You're getting paid the same, maybe a bit more than me, to just stand around and bitch at him all day. Mate, I've seen loads. Why of... am I busting my... <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen loads of Instagram videos of like site workers
0: having it out. Like, yeah,
3: mate, it's like a daily thing on some sites. Mm. You just get people that don't don't like each other. Yeah, that's and me. you'd be like, right, okay, you've both been employed to do this job, but you can't be put in the same room together because you'll have a punch up, and it's fucking awkward.
0: I think with that environment as look, because you're there, do the job, go home
3: yeah,
0: kind of thing. I wonder if that makes it easier because for, for me with creating and trying to be in a creative space, that's what is the big bubble in my head for yeah. and for, foremost, you know? Like I, I hate it even as well if someone's like, oh, can I speak to you after work about something? I'm like, don't do that to me because yeah. like, I have to think about my come tattoo on, today and, and I need to just, just do day. that bit, you know, because my mind gets too consumed. So I couldn't imagine going to the yeah. shop and be like, I'm going to fight with that other tattoo yeah. artist today. Like, that would be crazy. I mm. can't
1: even do any emails before I start tattooing. Like, if I get to work and I'm, my client's say like, I'm going to be 45 minutes late – I know that there is a backlog of emails that I need to be answering. And I could maybe do five in that 45 minutes. Like, mm-hmm, just get some out of the way. But when the tattoo is like the burning like yeah. thing in my brain, I'm like, I can't switch from one task to another very easily mm. in general, let alone like a creative task versus like a kind of practical admin task. So I'm just like, I'm just going to float around for that 45 minutes because until that tattoo is done, I I need to put that in a box that says done and then I can move on to the next thing. I can't split my time and just do some emails or even order like some needles before I start. It's just like, just the tattoo, just the tattoo, just the tattoo. So then, yeah, if you've had an argument with someone before the tattoo has even started, then fucked. yeah, Like literally fucked. So, Yeah.
0: So your, um, your work has changed. It, you started off with, you know, woodland, animals. Yeah. Kind of, I would guess, Flowers. being inspired by the countryside and the place you live around. Yeah. Know, maybe, possibly. But the, um, you know, now you've done this whole change where you've gone more into your anime art and you're really well known for that now. Do you, was that something that you always wanted to get into?
1: Well, like anime was what I was drawing at GCSE. Um, Is <laughs> I, that
0: something that you, when you were young, that was yeah, like. Yeah, I remember
1: there. like see, coming home and seeing something called Card Captors on the TV. And I was, I didn't know why it was different, but I just knew that it was different. And I just knew that I loved it. And then, you know, we'd go to like shops and I'd be like, oh, they have small books that have drawings in like this too. And then I was just became like. I don't know, really obsessed with it. Um, but then starting tattooing, like if you've done a tattoo, you know it's really, really difficult. And I just was just like, I am not ready to try and draw a face because that is not forgiving.
0: There wasn't a lot of anime tattoos at the no. time when you started. There, no. there possibly was, but it wasn't as big as it yeah. is now as well. But it's like so. a
1: whole subcategory of tattooing. Mm. Like if you look yeah. at conventions and you can sort by categories, they will have like anime or like at least pop culture, like tattoos and stuff. But And so I'd always drawn stuff like that, but I just felt like, Flowers and stuff were a lot more forgiving. Like if the person twitches or your lines are a bit shaky or you put a little bit too much black in a leaf, like that doesn't matter.
0: In the process of learning. yeah, Yeah. If
1: you put a shadow in the wrong place on a face... They're going to like look like they have a mustache or like if your client twitches (laughs) when you're doing the bridge (laughs) of a nose, like, and they twitch and you're like, you look like Owen Wilson. Like, you know, (laughs) like it is not forgiving enough of of a style to have started with. And then I guess I just got kind of, yeah, I just got like. Well known for doing like animals and nature, stuff. lost in the source. Yeah, but I mean, everyone like was enjoying it, and I was enjoying it at the time. But then I was a bit like,
0: I think you change your style naturally as an yeah. artist, as I did loads. I've, yeah, I have loads of times.
1: And I was just like, I'm just so sick of just using brown. Like it was just everything was just brown, brown and green. And I was, and then I was just like, Hey, what's gonna happen if I like? make black animals instead. So it was like foxes and it was just things that were like, it was an animal, but I just made it black, black and tan. So it was just like a black and tan rabbit, but it was just like made up colors, which suddenly opened this kind of freedom Mm. rather than like what's the right brown for this squirrel? Like looking yeah, at reference. Yeah, in nature they're of, this yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt like a lot of like the n- earlier work, I was like striving for this very like natural and like a um, muted kind of palette. And then often it ended up maybe a bit like muddy. I don't know. But yeah, then I was like, oh, why don't I just not do it like it is in real life? Like, have the same basic outline how i would normally draw a fox but just make it black and tan instead and then i was like oh and now i'm just gonna add all of these like little colorful embellishments to it like all the rope and the little squishy mascots on the heads and stuff like that so then that like was just kind of like a natural step and then i was just like I think I'm just ready to try a face now. And then I remember doing the first one and I was absolutely fucking terrified. And then I was like, oh, it came out great. And of course, Josh was giving me his usual pep talk of like, just treat it like any other tattoo. And then, yeah, I would say I'm still like feeling like I'm very new to anime tattooing and maybe it's not what I'm known for. I still get loads of emails for like pet portraits and stuff like that because that's what people will know from a long time ago. Do you just try and
0: trans? Do you try and transpire them into the, not anime, as in the characters, but that kind of that f- that style, the color grading, and yeah, the, you know, the kind of the atmosphere of of those yeah, kind of pieces. I,
1: uh, yeah, I think so. I try and like not talk them round, but I just sort of like say this is what I'm really enjoying at the moment. They're going to get their best feel? work out of you yeah. if you're enjoying it. Yeah, obviously. how yeah. would you feel about me doing this with it? And they go, oh yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> like, so, yeah, I would say it's been, it's, it's been a very organic progression in some ways, but there, I have felt those like, periods of like where you feel really stagnant and you're like something needs to change and then it'll be like this light bulb moment and you're like I'm gonna do this from now on um so yeah I feel like the progression from like just floral stuff to like animals with floral stuff to black animals with little funny things included in it to now anime has been you can see the like natural progression but there has all at every stage of like change there's been like a burning need to like do something different. I don't ever
0: consider your style anime though, you know. No. Not not because it's I know that it's not, it's because when I see other people they do the characters as is. Yeah. yeah. And you don't do that. You characterize and you make your own stuff. It's anime inspired. Yeah. Yes, but it's not here's the character as it is, as you see.
2: Yeah, Because your day
0: would be really easy if you did that. But you, yeah. I know, <laughs> I see you, your design process and you make all these characters in the style and in the image and, but it's an original, you've never seen that piece of art before. Yeah. That's that's the difference in it. So it's anime inspired, just like your other work was animal inspired, yeah. you could say. Like, you know, they're not, portraits of them where yeah. some people they do portraits of anime yeah. don't they? you know where they that's that's the image that you see on google or yeah. pinterest and we do that and i'll add my flair around it yeah. that's all well and good people do solid tattoos they look amazing you know but your one is very creative com, you know yeah. compared to that
1: i feel like i've kind of created that kind of i've created that for myself so they that is the kind of request that i get people always go i want this character in your style yeah and i'm still so not you have really... a style that's
0: out of anime that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. They're, yeah. they're picking anime characters for sure yeah. but you have this style that's looming over the top that's about almost like you haven't even identified what it is yet yeah but anime is actually helping you identify it in some way but yeah. it's like a balloon that's above it almost you know it's
1: get, like i is providing the subject matter
0: yes to feed to into
1: my style but yeah i don't yes. know what that style is yeah and like, it will change
0: again yeah. at some point and that will be fire as well you know yeah we were actually talking um this could get onto you might be able to clear this up actually Um, we had a podcast where we're talking about creativity and I was talking about, you know, um, when you have these moments and sometimes they jump into your head. And I remember having loads of conversations with you where you're the type of person we mentioned on the podcast, actually, that you get up out of bed sometimes and jot stuff (laughs) down and do all this stuff. So there's like a moment of creativity that's kind of burst into your head and you feel like you have to take that moment then. Why is that?
1: I, I... Honestly, don't know, like, why it happens, but when it happens, it's, like, not a choice. It's, like, I will be in bed, and then I, like, but sometimes it gets, like, uncomfortably, like, obsessive, where I will, like, close my eyes and just these be, like, bombarded by images, like, in my head that I'm, like, I just need to get up and do this because there's no way I can possibly sleep. And quite often, so, it's so you like do like it to a, silence it almost. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's very loud and quite confronting. Like, this is burning into your retinas. And I'm like, okay, I'll get up and I'll draw it. Because also, it seems like a really good idea. Um, and then if you go and sleep on it, you wake up in the morning and go, fucking noodle cup with stars in what was I thinking whereas when the magic is in your head you're like now is the only time I can get this magic onto like a bit of paper Yeah, but I do think that I consume a lot of like images and experiences and stuff in the day where maybe I'm not even like aware that that's happening and then when your brain starts to like, slow down, and you start going to sleep and all of the pathways in your brain start like, jumping from different places, your
0: subconscious opens. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: your your creative mind kind of comes about. So something that you've seen in the day might just kind of be like thing. Because like, if I am feeling like, a, not uninspired but like i need a bit of a boost i will go into asian supermarkets <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: um because the packaging on yeah. stuff in there is so good it will be just like a bag with a giant like cartoon shrimp on it or something mm. and you're like i guess this has like something shrimp flavored inside and you open it up and it's just not nothing to do with it and they've yeah. all, they're so like whimsical and the textures of the packaging and the sounds they make and everything like that you go in there and it's just like this sensory experience and you come away and you're like even if you're not using the imagery that you've seen on these like packets of sushi or noodles or whatever it like gives you a feeling yeah and then that feeling like manifests an idea and obviously I would say it's like very niche to like go and draw inspiration from a Korean supermarket or something. But so you were like a floral artist and you were just like, oh, I'm just feel like my work's a bit flat at the moment. Flowers are a very sensory, like plants are a very sensory experience, and you don't get that from looking at pictures of roses no. on Pinterest. So yeah. go to yourself the, in it. Go to the botanical gardens and touch yep. that velvety feeling of a rose with your hands and smell and it. Try and draw and, the
0: texture. Yeah, yeah. and
1: and mm. just be in your subject matter to absorb it and then take mm. it away. Cause you can't smell an image on Pinterest. You can't feel it. You can't hear the surroundings of where you are. So, okay, going into a supermarket might not be very helpful for your subject matter. But if you think like, what, what am I trying to capture in my designs? Like, you know, like the leaves that are like those like leathery gum leaves that are really yeah. shiny and stuff like when you touch them. It's just you don't get that from a photo or if you're someone that does those kind of like quite fine line, sort of like black and gray illustrative kind of work go to an old bookshop and find an old book with like those illustrations in them and touch the page and smell the book. Maybe buy the book before you smell the book. Just don't go like smelling (laughs) books in an old bookshop. But like just get away from like digital
0: digital
1: images of the real thing and if possible... Try to find the real thing, um, or something yeah. like you know. If you are doing like British wildlife, get up early when the sun rises mm. and go and look over a field, and you might see a hare, or you might see a fox, yeah, or and a color
0: grade that you would yeah. never have noticed. Yeah, bit. sometimes
1: yeah. in in I'll walk past like a shop window, and they'll have used a pink and a red and a blue and they fit so well together and mm. i'll just take a picture of it and yeah, i'll just go that's yeah. a color scheme for the future like yeah. i don't know what and it's gonna sometimes they just sit on your phone
0: yeah and i'll look back at it and go to have no idea why i yeah. took a picture of that but yeah. at the time it there was, was a purpose yeah. you know for it I, i'm e- exactly the same with that like i i always say that like, to emily as well it's like i love driving places for that reason yeah you know, and when there's certain parts of the year that you can never capture again because obviously the seasons change. Yeah. So when we were driving back from a restaurant not that long ago, um, I was like, you drive because I want to just sit and yeah. like kind of witness what's around, you know, and take pictures of my phone because the sky was epic yeah. like then, you know, and all the fields have been plowed and they've all been neatly put into these things, all these shadows. It was that time of day where it's like, dusk like you could film it with any camera and you're like oh you're a you know you're a Mm. film photographer now you know it was it's something about it i'm like well that's me set for a a bunch of stuff i don't know what yet yeah until i sit down and review it for myself but now that i've lived it and been in it i can create something out of it and it's so weird it's atmospherical yeah and
1: and then you're not gonna put like a realistic sky in the back of your tattoos no. no, but no. maybe just no. the color scheme or the like the shadowing in of that time of day of the or contrast in exactly. that or something like yeah. that where you're just like this is just gonna lead to something you don't know what it is or even just like coming back with that feeling of like I don't know that like glow inside of you when you've had an experience like that or like you're fizzing with excitement because you've seen something or you feel really calm and then just like what might you create now that you're in that new headspace? Yes. You know? Yeah. Like rather than that, like, I've just finished watching an episode of I don't know. All I watch is The Simpsons. So maybe that's not <laughs> a good yellow <laughs> and blue. Yellow
0: and blue. But like,
2: you
1: know, when you come home and you sit down and maybe the TV's on and you eat food and then you're like Oh, I guess I should probably do my drawing for tomorrow. Yeah, you get in your routine, like and even as a yeah. creative,
0: you you still have the routine of yeah. bed. You're busy, so you have got like bed, go to the shop, do your tattoo, yeah. especially in the winter months. Then drive home in the dark. Yeah. It repeat. It's hard. You, you need to take that time to capture yeah. those moments. I always with my days off. There was one thing because I, I want to wrap it up soon because we've yeah. got the um, we've got the webinar soon. Woo. Um, <laughs> but. You mentioned about like when you went into, say, Asian supermarkets, for example, and and you're obviously you're very attentive to like design and the way things you were saying, the way things feel or how they're presented and things like that. So I thought it would go well on to go on to your new endeavor or your new journey, newish journey that you started, your your new company, your sweet peaches. Yeah. Mm. Um, Because obviously that shows when you were saying that shows a lot in that you know journey that you've taken because I see from the sidelines how you actually run it yeah how that (laughs) comes across so how did that all come about
1: um that happened as a product of like the covid lockdowns where I was supposed to move to Australia four days before four days after the world went into lockdown. So then I had to move back in with my parents and we weren't allowed to work for like a total of like nine months, I think it was like on and off. Yeah, And I was like, you know, the first couple of weeks when no one knew what the fuck was going on was just like, woo, gotta drink Budweiser's in the day. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess we like, my family were all working from home and I was just there like, I moved back in with my parents. I was just like flopped on my bed in my old bedroom with like an entire flat's worth of stuff because I'd had to move out of my flat that I was in. Entire flat's worth of stuff all squished into this room and I was like, I'm going to go fucking insane if I don't do something. So I thought, what? Because tattooing takes up so much of my time and my energy and my headspace and everything. So I just said to myself, if I didn't have tattooing, what would I be doing with this time? Like if I wasn't like, oh, I'd you know, oh, I'd love to do this, but I've got to prepare a tattoo design. What would this be? And I was just like, I'd make clothes. And then I made like a couple of T-shirts. Well, I made a, a, one T-shirt with the help of Hobo Jack. Mm. They, I w- spoke to one of the guys from there and he was like, oh, we'll just do you a handful of T-shirts. When I put them on my, I think at the time I had a big cartel or something, and they sold out within like one minute. And I of was course, like, yeah. what? Because yeah. I remember I was sitting in the garden and I was like, mum, and then my sister, I want to make a tattoo design. No, I want to make a t-shirt design. What do you think I should do? And they were like, maybe butterflies or something. And I was <laughs> like, well, I was thinking an octopus sitting in a noodle box and they were like, you even asking us Look, like, just do your fucking octopus and i was like <laughs> okay then so i drew it and i was like huh this is cool and then obviously got to put it on a t-shirt that sold out and then i was like i'm just gonna make some more um and see how that goes and then i feel like we were back at work for like a couple of months and i was like driving into work And I was, it was like, again, when I was days. I just remember it was really warm and I was really happy. And I was just like, I'm going to make a fucking clothing company and I'm going to call it Sweet Peaches. I just remember (laughs) like bounding through the door going, guys, this morning I decided I'm going to start a clothing company. And I remember... Was it
0: from the song? The... Peaches no, it was I, I, I always know. thought because I, I know that we sing it in the shop sometimes, so like, I was like, that would have been really funny. If
1: yeah, we... no, there was just no catalyst for the name. I think I was literally just driving, and I was like, "Sweet peaches," because like, oh, there's like that kind of peach emoji that like appears yeah. in like they've done the work a, for you as yeah, well with, with that <laughs> with being a that, thing as well. Um, and then yeah, so I was just like if I wasn't tattooing I'd be making clothes then we went back to tattooing and I was like I still want to make clothes yeah um and then with the like standard that I hold myself to in my tattooing I also do the same with the clothes I remember yeah. when I was like said to my mum I was like I think I'm going to get them relabeled. So they've got like the little fabric label in the back with the logo and the name and stuff. And she was like, hmm, that seems like a bit OTT for like someone who's just making like batches of 50 T-shirts. And I was like, hmm. if I want people to take this seriously, I've got to take it seriously. Yeah, leave so I'm going to well. get them relabeled. And they turned up and she was like, I take it back. They look great. And I was like, I knew they did. And yeah. then... They'll get the, like, frosted bags with the yeah. things printed on them just so that, like, it's not, a, like, a big company the Well, you're given the, moment, the experience but, that you have yeah. when you're
0: going into play. That, that's yeah. why I wanted to bring up because what yeah. you mentioned you're giving that experience to them because I've felt those bags. I've felt the T-shirts in the bags. And when you're saying, oh, they're squishy or they're... You you capture that well with the brand, you know?
1: frosted bags with, like, a shimmery print on the front so that someone opens it up and they're getting something that looks like it's from a clothing company, not something that someone sold them on eBay for, like, $3.99. Like, and...
0: It's an it's, artist piece, yeah. It and is. it's
1: like start as you mean to continue. And obviously, at this point, making these tiny batches of clothes and then getting them relabeled and getting all the, putting them in these bags and then putting free stickers in and stuff like that. The profit margin on it is so small that sometimes I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> why am I doing? But that's this? not what you're doing. But for, right? no, but yeah. it's just like I. Whenever I see like I've remembered. The fifty people that order every single time I release something, and every time that I release something, and then like little name pops up on a notification. I'm like, yes, this person from Canada has bought another thing, and it's just so good. And it's just I met like,
0: people when I was in LA wearing your stuff.
1: Yeah, you know? I know. I sent a picture. Yeah, Out in the wild, sweet peaches. Yeah, in yeah, the wild and stuff. So yeah, and I just feel like obviously, I mean, I am. Oh, not a great traveller. And so international guest spots are like a very infrequent thing. And also I appreciate that like travelling from New Zealand to come and get a tattoo is just not an option for most people. But I've learned that people do want to support your work in some way, even if they can't get tattooed by you. Or now that we're in a cost of living crisis, people can't get a day session anymore but they can get a hoodie so I feel like by having this sideline project where I get to put my work out in a different format it allows people the choice or they might even go I like your work but I just don't really want to get tattooed or I don't really want a cat with an octopus on its head as a tattoo but I love it as a jumper kind of thing so I feel like I'm trying to like plug all these little gaps with the two of them, but I mean, it's a lot of work. It was much easier when we were in lockdown and I was like, "Mm
3: -hmm, get up a 10,
1: fold some t-shirts, wander down to the post office. And now it's just like, oh my God, I've got to draw this and I've got to do this. And I've got to fold up 300 t-shirts and I've got, you know, it's really interesting that you said about like the branded experience. Cause I get a lot of emails from people saying, hey, Sweet Peaches team.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it comes because it that comes way. across. Of
1: course. Yeah. Mm. all oh, people going, oh, you need a European distribution center, and I'm like, I'm doing this from a fucking <laughs> spare room, at, like yeah, on it's like a, an It's an old... just the
0: best thing you've ever bought. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: like I. This is just me doing this in a very like very makeshift way, but I get the best business cards printed mm. and i put the little stickers in and stuff because like the website like the postage is very clumsy um and you can kind of you can kind of bracket it in different amounts but some people will pay not enough for the postage and some people will pay a bit too much um and it it would be so difficult to make it so that it was like absolutely accurate for everyone you have to just set price brackets but i think if someone has paid three pounds extra for postage, but it comes in a nice bag and they get some free stickers with it. And it's like not all creased and shitty. Then they're just like, well, this was the whole experience. So it's,
0: it's separating it from yeah. a high street, from like yeah. ordering something online that comes from a big corporation yeah. compared to an artist putting stuff. Out. Yeah. I don't think you'd have to worry about that, you know, yeah. so that kind just, of incentive to it
1: try and give, again, try and give people like a little experience. So they get home and they're just like, ooh, a gift for me, from me, but also from Sweet Peaches. And I'm like, you know, if there's been a delay on getting their thing out because I've been slammed at work, often write a little handwritten apology in there. Maybe one day it will be so big that there will be no time for handwritten apologies. But like at the moment I'm in this like, Small, can keep it quite personal level, but hopefully providing a quality that is like comparable to big companies. Well, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I, think I think it is. So. <clears throat> so.
0: And I, th- I think that's a good um, space to end on. Yay. But um, yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Sorry, we had to uh, <laughs> cut it short because Jess is actually doing a webinar with us teaching her some of her j- skills. So if anyone's listening to this and wants to actually check it out, you'll be able to purchase that online. But also some drops. I don't know if while when this comes out that sweet peaches would be sold out because it, it sells out. <laughs> it <laughs> well, sells out. I, it sells out overnight, usually, usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, but check it out. Sweet Peach, it is Sweet Peaches store? just on Instagram. Oh, the Instagram. What's the Instagram handle? Sweet you plug peaches it.
1: Sweet Peaches store? i think <laughs> doesn't even
0: know check <laughs> Don't out even know. it's
1: linked on my actual instagram yeah. though so you so can check find out... it i'm sure check
0: out jessica penfold on instagram and thank you guys for joining in and see you guys next time thank you so, yeah.